Hi, welcome to the Travel Advice Show. Thank you for listening all around the world. And I'm Chris Newton, one of the co-hosts. And you can listen to all our shows at TravelAdviceShow.com and on iTunes. And you could subscribe to our shows and and get uh, uh, updates on all our shows. And we have categories on our website too, where we cover the whole world on where where to travel, what to do, uh, different unique countries, and. Uh, and, and uh, I'd like to introduce my other co-host, Jerry Fuller. How you doing, Jerry? Fantastic, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, we're doing the second part of adventure travel. Yeah. And um, as I mentioned in the first part, it's my favorite, above anything else, way of travel. Yeah, that's your favorite type of travel, adventure, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah me, me, about me too. About think... considering doing adventure travel. Uh-huh. And this one we're going to talk about doing Doing it, travel. actually, do yeah. Making the decision and doing it. Getting over your fears, I think. <laughs> well, for me, no, I know. You better have the fears over with by the time you do it. Right, right. Yeah, right. Um, because right. Um, yeah, you have every right to be fearful. Oh yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. you really do because you can die. Yep. You can actually die, and um, yeah, but you don't let that bother you. Yeah. Yep, you're just gonna. But uh, I want to spend just a few minutes on talking about passport, visas, vaccination, and money. Okay, yeah, that, uh, that's super important. Yeah, if you don't have the right documents, man, you, you can't get in of some of these countries, or yeah, you can. Yeah, and um, um, we've t- had shows on passports and vaccinations and yeah. things like that. TSA, the short so, ones. Yeah, but it is critical that your passport has the number of pages required for what you're doing, and it's valid for the length of time that's required by the different countries that will give you the visa. Gotcha. So it's very critical. It's also because some countries require that you have a passport that is valid for at least six months after you get back. Wow. So um, they won't give you a visa if you don't have a passport that is valid for at least six months after you return or leave that country. And also some countries you have to enter within a certain time after they've issued the visa. So um, the tour operator that will arrange your uh, venture travel will make sure all that's met. And so vaccinations, it's critical, critical that you have the vaccinations required. And um, many places you'll have to take malaria tablets and um, a whole bunch of other things. So okay. those will be given to you by the tour operator. And um, just make sure you have it and plan at least three or four months ahead of time for your vaccinations, making sure you have money. Now, I recommend that you go with at least U.S. dollars of $1,000 in cash. Really? I thought, wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, a lot of things can happen mm-hmm. on adventure travel. And because um, if you do overland, we'll talk about overlanding, uh, you'll have a, a, a kitty, a food kitty. And uh, that has to be paid in cash. And they will tell you the currency to pay it in. And um, you have to have that in cash. And it averages about, well, there's no average. But it's something like 20 to $30 a day wow. that you're gone. So you have to have that cash. And then you're going to be buying souvenirs and all kinds of things. Um, 
and he may have to pay some hospital bills or doctor bill. Yeah. Uh, so you need money. And they will tell you how much money, the minimum amount you'll need for that trip. And then I would take, um, if you can do it, at least $1,000 extra because you might need it. So let's talk about um, doing it. Uh, basically, uh, first of all, you have to select your destination. Where do you want to go? What do you want to do? Now, if you've never done adventure travel, you may want to start out with something not too different, such as going to Hungary or Egypt, Chile, or the Outback of Australia, something like that. Okay. Like and, um, yeah. uh -huh. Because it's, they're, not, they're foreign, and they're definitely adventure, but they're not too, too, uh, too hard. Definitely do not on your first adventure trip, do something like a uh, 12 week from um, Kathmandu to um, Istanbul, for example. That's my first one. <laughs> and let me tell you. Oh. Ah, but, um, and you definitely need to plan ahead. I recommend a minimum of one year. One year to plan it to start to start yeah. getting the des yeah in the destination. But once you've decided on the destination and what you're going to do, mm -hmm. I would start a year in advance. A year because many adventure trips do not take very many people. Oh right, right. And right. Uh, they may be as small as like ten or twelve. That that's nice. Yeah, yeah. Now like thirty, forty people and a yeah, big oh, bus. Yeah. Oh, never, ever, ever. Yeah. You're lucky. Maybe, maybe twenty, but really, ten or twelve. And uh, they sell out quickly because there's just not many. Oh, okay, and, not many uh, tours, yeah. That, that is so critical. Okay. And it's very, very critical um, that you find the best tour operator that you can do your trip with. Uh, if you go online and put uh, adventure, no, for example, uh, we'll use start out overlanding because that's what we're going to spend a little time on. Okay. I go overland tour operators for Africa, for example, or for Central Asia, or for India, or Southeast Asia, or America. We have overlanding trips in the U.S. And, um, I mean, they, they, there's uh, some that go, like, from Anchorage to Los Angeles. You know, it might take 12, 13 weeks wow. to do that. Yeah. And uh, so... Um, but most of them go to places that most people have never heard of or um, a whole bunch of things like that. Hey, uh, hey, Jerry, uh, one of our listeners, they might not. W w w can you do like a quick uh, definition of overlanding kind of for, for some no, of our um, listeners? Let's, let's just start talking about overlanding. Okay. Because um, you, um, what it is is you literally go overland. Okay. Um, there, you get in the vehicle, and it's specially designed for overlanding. Um, th there's a wide variety of them. When I went on my first one, oh my word, I was like 25. That's close on 50 years ago. Oh, wow. It was, oh, was with Trek Overland, which no longer exists. They merged with Gerba. And, um, well, they didn't really merge, there were two partners. And um, they had it for quite a long time, and then one of them wanted out. The and um, he changed the name and um, made some changes, and made it Gerba, G-E-R-B-A, and it's based in England. And um, 
those basically the same thing, but branched out. But basically, uh, what you do, um, how do I explain this? Uh, you're in a vehicle, and they still do them the same way I did. What we did the first one, uh, you all met in Kathmandu, and you get in this vehicle, and it's designed for overland. Um, it will, it's big, it's, um, uh, nowadays it's modern. What we did was basically, um, it's like a mini bus. Kind of thing. Yeah, uh, they so. carry everything, uh, oh. sleeping bags, food, a medical emergency things in case you get snake bitten or, um, maybe, maybe dysentery, all kinds of things. It's enough to keep you alive, hopefully, until you get someplace they can really look at you. And um, you're divided up into little groups or individually. In other words, two people, one week, will go out and buy all the food. Every time you come to the marketplace, uh, you buy the food mm. in, in that town, in the markets or in the grocery store. Well, it's not really a grocery store, but something that has canned food. And um, somebody will be assigned to do the latrines. Some will be assigned to set up the tents, some for cooking, and all of that. And um, then uh, you change. So everybody's going to do everything, and everybody becomes like a family. A team, yeah, a family. Well, even more than family, uh, it's like maybe a military army platoon. Oh, right. I mean, everyone is depending upon everyone else. Keep you alive, like a jot. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. And uh, it's really stressful. No, 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 stressful. It's fabulous. But uh, by the end of it, my word, your lifelong buddies. Yeah, buddies. That's that's great. You just because you made it. Yeah, um, you got through it. So that's what you do, and um, you you head out and off you go on these roads, and. Sometimes there are no roads. Sometimes they are dirt. And um, and if you get stuck in the mud crossing the river, you get out and you help push the thing out. And you find some local people with you and everybody gets out there and tries to get that uh, truck out of the uh, stuck, mud, stuck mud. So, I mean, it's really an adventure. Yeah, it sounds great. And yeah. um, they go all over the world. I mean, it's totally, totally unbelievable where they go. I mean, um, um I mean, everywhere. Uh, you can go anywhere in the world. Um, I mean, and they're long. Most, you can go anywhere from one week um, up to months. Oh, man. Um, I mean, you can go like Morocco to Cape Town or uh, London to Mombasa. I mean, just all the world. I, I need a and couple um, months. I need a couple months off. <laughs> you just have to be prepared for it. Yeah. Um, there's one that I want to do. Uh-huh. If I can find seven weeks, I think it is. Ooh, you go from oh. Dakar in Senegal, West Africa, down to Togo. Oh, man. Oh. And it goes to um, uh, maybe to Accra, Ghana. And you don't go, and you just go on dirt roads. Jeez. And you head out. And um, there's some that like do parts of India. Ooh, and they... Might, you might end up going like from Delhi to um, China. Wow. So they just go everywhere. And um, as a result, the new ones are much more modern. Uh, they go, um, they will have like bunk beds in them. Oh, okay. 
and um, also uh, they will have seats. They even have um, things, and I'm not good with electronics. I mean, you can put in your little um, CDs, whatever, and you listen to the music you like as you go. And uh, they even have electrical things that you can charge your um, your laptop, cameras, whatever you want. So I mean, they're really some of them are really very modern now. But um, um, that that's basically what overlanding is. Um, now, every one that I have been on, I have been the only American on them. Um, mainly Europeans, uh, South Africa, Australia, New Zealanders. They're the ones that do it. I, well, and you, uh, they're the ones that do most of them. But you will get splattering of people from like South America and Asia. Uh, but you rarely find you'll find Canadians. Um, I had one Canadian, one of the ones I took, but uh, you rarely meet an American, which is tragic. And there's so many ways you can overland, though. Uh, there are trips where you can actually, um, I mean, you'll go on four-wheel drive vehicles, such as the one that I mentioned. But some of them uh, go by um, train. They'll do overlanding by train uh, parts of the way, or bicycles. Or motorcycles. Mm, let me, let me. Um, I mean, all kinds of things. You just can't believe it. Now you can do um, like one adventure trip. It's not what I it, I call it soft adventure. Some might call it a little bit more advanced. But I mean, you can take the week long Trans Siberian Railroad. Ah, uh, yeah, I know that's on my bucket list. Like, or, yeah, like the Vladivostok. Yeah, and you can stay on the train all the way, just getting up and stretching a bit for anywhere from about um, five minutes, maybe ten, and buy food from the local vendors that meet the train. And uh, so that's an adventure trip. Or you can stop and tour around a little bit in different places as you go along and get back on the next Trans-Siberian, because they go every day. And um, so there's that kind of adventure. Now... And, uh, I mean, you can go by road, which we I have done. I always do mine by road. But, I mean, um, the ones that are most uh, interesting that people generally do is the Silk Road or the Silk Route. Oh, right, right. Now, going by land is absolutely fabulous. Now, MIR Corporation, M-I-R, Corporation out of Seattle, mm-hmm. uh, they offer a wide variety and different portions of the Silk Road. And I highly recommend it to everybody uh, because, and they cater to Americans, um, but there are people from all over the world that take it with them, but mainly from the U.S. and Canada. But they do it luxuriously. You stay in hotels. You get in a vehicle. You go running through all these countries, of the stand countries. Most of them start in China, and they end up like um, in um, Turkmenistan. And you go to the five stand countries following the Silk Road. Okay. And most of the, them are um, maybe two weeks to 17 days, something like that. And um, that is absolutely fabulous because the roads are paved. You stay in hotels. You can have a hot shower. And you don't have to cook the food and all of that. And um, so that's really good for people who uh, don't want to um, do the hard stuff. Now, there's a lot of companies, and the one, some of the ones that I've used and that I recommend because I have friends that have done it, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, this uh, Dragoman is very famous. It's D R A G O M A N. Dragoman. Dragoman. Dot com. Okay. They okay. do the whole world. Wow. wow. And uh, they've been around forever, and they do a fabulous job, and they do it all kinds of ways, from staying in hotels uh, down to doing uh, it rough, rough. And um, if you want to do West Africa, Saga Tours, S-A-G-A Tours dot com, Saga Tours dot com, they do some fabulous ones in West Africa. That's the next one that I want to do, but I just don't know if I can get like seven weeks. Yeah, that's a long and, um, time. Do they have any ones that are shorter than that? Yeah, uh, they do, but not much shorter. Not really. You gotta, yeah, yeah, they might be four weeks. I mean, they go into countries like Sierra Leone and uh, Mali. Okay. And uh, Ivory Coast. Yeah. And um, Ghana. Gambia. Ghana, Gambia. They cross a lot of um, of um, Senegal. Wow. And wow. I mean, it's really going to the outback. And the Intrepid Travel, I-N-T-R-E-P-I-D, intrepidtravel.com, uh, they do the whole world, and they do an excellent job. And there's a whole bunch of them mm-hmm. that, um, that do all kinds of things, like Oasis, Overland. So that's overlanding. And um, I think if people listen to this show... And um, it appeals to them, and they start looking at it, uh, that they will say, you know, most people that do it, mm-hmm. uh, do them, are um, between, I guess I'm going to say 20 and 40. Okay, okay. Um, the reason why is because uh, they usually can get more time than people in their 40s and 50s. And... Um, they're usually a little more adventurous, flexible, as far as being more um, adaptable. Um, but um, I did when I was 65 years old, but before they would accept me, even though I've had that experience, uh, I had to get a letter from my doctor saying I could do it. I was physically able. I mean, I whitewater kayak and mountain climb and do all kinds of things. and So I... I I didn't have any problems whatsoever, but um, that's why you have to start a year in advance to do these. To kind of get in shape, too, yeah. yeah. Now, there are some adventure travel that are called walking trips, and there are so many ways you can do it. Um, I mean, you can take the hiking or walking or trekking trips, and we've had a show on um, the House Gate and the uh, Inca Trail. Yeah, right. Adventure trips. You can do it rough and ready, or you have to camp, or you can now stay in lodges. But um, uh, like country, uh, like the wayfarers, back roads, country walkers, uh, these uh, are quite expensive, but they're luxurious. You can go bicycling or hiking or combining them through Europe and other parts of the world. They send wonderful four- and five-star hotels and wonderful food and very small groups, uh, anywhere from like six to ten as an average. And you basically go at your own pace. So if you don't want it to have to um, rush it, for example, <clears throat> the only obligation you have is to go from point A to point B in that day. 
and you can, if you're on a, a cycling bicycle trip, you can race like a demon and get there by lunch. <laughs> or you can take all day. And if you have a flat tire or you uh, get tired, there's a vehicle following you. The last person is the person in the vehicle. And they'll pick up your bike and you get in and ride the rest of the way. And uh, so, I mean, there's all kinds of ways you can do it. And um, like adventuresingoodcompany.com uh, has hiking trips just for women. Mm. And that is it. And um, so there's so many walking trails like climbing Mount Fuji or Kilimanjaro or Kinambalu or um, Bhutan and Nepal are really famous for their treks and their hiking trips. And um, I mean, there are thousands of them all in the world. Um, Europe is most famous for them, I guess, uh, because you can do them even... I mean, some some people like to walk. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's one of them, uh, like in the Isle of Wight, which is England. Oh, right. Uh, that country, that little island has over, if I remember right, like 500 miles of walking trails. Oh, my gosh, really? And, some of, and they range from really easy to very difficult. Oh, wow. So it's and a big they, walking Some community. of them in a couple of days or some of them will take a week. Wow. And that those you have to, uh, like, carry your sleeping bag and everything with you. And uh, some of them are absolutely magnificent. Uh, the, one of the most famous walking trips in Europe, and it takes months, is from France to Spain at the Camino de Santiago pilgrimage. Oh, yeah, we did a show on that, remember? Yeah. 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 And um, it's, uh, so that's a famous one. And, um, and they're all over Europe, and literally all over the world. And we have them in America. I mean, the most famous one of all is the Appalachian Trail. Yeah, I want to do that someday, yeah. Yeah. Well, I've done, uh, I think we talked about it on one show. I've done portions of it, but no, I, it's too long for me. Yeah. And it takes at least two or three months. Yeah, right. And um, it, it goes too slow for me. Um, I, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Another one that a friend of mine did, he wanted me to do it, uh, it is the uh, Pacific Northwest Trail. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it goes from Cal uh, Mexico border to Canada border to California, Oregon, and Washington. That sounds great, yeah. And like the Isle of Guernsey, for example, has um, like one that's about 30 miles that uh, goes along the coast on cliffs. Oh, man. And Hawaii has a wide variety of trails, but the most famous one uh, is the uh, Kalalau, K-A-L-A-L-A-U trail in the northwest part of Kauai. It's not very long, but most people take a couple of days to do it. But it's becoming dangerous, so you need to check these out. Oh, okay. Um, so, I mean, even the Caribbean has some. Uh, we did it in December um, in the Dominican Republic. We climbed the highest mountain in the Caribbean. In the really? Oh my God! Great views up there. Uh, yeah, it's about twelve thousand feet. Most people do it in two days. We did it in one, starting about two a.m. Got back about eight p.m. Up and down, 
and um, stopping, what, 20 minutes for lunch. And, and so there are just tons of them. And all, Great Britain has tons of them. Yeah, I, I've done a lot of hiking and, and walking around Great Britain, yeah. Yeah, it's a... yeah I mean, in Scotland, oh, Scotland. I mean, they, they have been almost 100 miles long. Yeah, yeah. The, in the west, so, I mean, on and on. Yeah, the, the, they have they have some in England that, that that go across the whole country. I forgot the name of them, but the Lake District is a great area that you. Oh yeah. yeah, well, England has one that um, is about um, seventy, uh, about two hundred fifty miles. Yeah, yeah, that's what. The Benin yeah. Way, and um, I mean, it's challenging in parts. It's hard, and uh, you don't have to do the whole thing. You can uh, do parts of it, like the Appalachian Trail. Right. I would go for like three days and I'd head my fill of it. Then another part of like three or four days. And, uh, you know, it's okay. And um, so now when you look for an adventure travel company, those are the two most famous ones, are the walking and the overland. Okay. But, I mean, there are thousands of kinds. I mentioned motorcycles. They have a, um, uh, we mentioned bicycling. There are all kinds of adventure trips you can take, and ranging from easy and short. I mean, you can even do a one-week overland in parts of Africa, and they're fabulous. They're fabulous. But um, but you need to check. Um, you need to check with the company about their safety record and about the convenience. Um, I mean, how organized is it? What do they offer? And um, how long they've been in business? Right. And their guides? Oh, my word. You've got to make sure the guides have been there before. Yeah, yeah. You don't want... Because most of them have two guides. But one is a driver guide, and one is a guide. Sometimes they're training a guide, and that might be a third one. Or it might be a guide who's done other kinds of guiding, but maybe not overland, and uh, that the driver guide knows everything, been there numerous times, and uh, he's learning. But um, you also have to, uh, uh, many of them, you must go to, through a company. You'll never, ever, ever, uh, well, you shouldn't do these things on your own because you can die. You can be robbed, you can be killed um, by the I don't want to say the locals, but, I mean, it's just unbelievable what can happen. Right. So um, you just have to be all prepared for that. It's just unbelievable. Yeah. Well, sounds so, good, Jer. Yeah. Adventure travel, yeah. as we mentioned, can be just going to Rome. If you've never been outside of your home country or I mean, state or city, Right. Uh, going just to Rome is an adventure. Uh, or- and uh, you should do it. And... Mm-hmm. Start out something that's not too hard. Small, yeah, yeah. Um, just maybe if you live in New York, come out west. Yeah, come out to the canyons and, and Red Rock. And they have adventure tours, real adventure tours that are more luxurious, actually. I mean, you actually stay in motels and small hotels and country inns and things that do the national parks of the west. All right, yeah, that'd be a good one. They can take people. several weeks. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, start out simple, and if it's for you, if you like it, then you can become more rugged. Yeah. And, um, yeah. 
I'm not saying you ever want to do it as rough and ready as I did my first one. <laughs> you got thrown right in the fire, Jerry. Yeah. You oh, out. I, I, well, I mean, I, I planned it for about six months. Oh, okay. Um, but I, you know, you really don't know what you're doing until you're doing it. Oh my word. Yeah. Uh, there were a couple of times that I almost—it was twelve weeks to go, and it continued from Istanbul to London. Jeez, wow. To Europe, and I didn't want to do that part, so I just left after Istanbul. But they knew I was leaving. Yeah. Well, that's great, Jerry. Well, well, yeah, um, yeah, and then and then make sure you listen to part one there too uh, of the adventure series there, and then we have a lot of other adventure shows too on the adventure uh, ca- uh, category. Yeah, there. yeah, and uh, so the the world yeah. is open. It is. Um, it is. You got to take yeah, advantage it's of open, it. Open uh, to include adventure. Yeah. I mean, if you can't, if you're going on vacation to normal places, you can um, maybe take part of that to do. Part of an adventure trip. Yeah, maybe if you're going for a week or two, like maybe just have two two days adventure. You know, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so and get nice. a little bit uh, a taste for it. Yeah. Because everyone that I know, well, no, that's a lie. My wife would never do it. Okay. <laughs> My wife um, yeah. would never go to a country that didn't have toilet paper in every house uh, and, and uh, paper towels in every house. <laughs> she would never, ever, ever. Um, <laughs> Dig latrines or anything right. like that. Right. Yeah. So it's not for everybody right. to travel. But my wife was very adventurous, mm-hmm. and I forced her oh, that's on some of our trips uh, to stretch her adventure limits. Limit. Yeah. And she would complain bitterly when she's doing it. Yeah. But I mean, I find out from friends after we get back, she, it's the best part of the whole trip. Oh, nice. She, yeah, she, she didn't want to watch never that. admit it to me. <laughs> right. Yeah. She. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, I haven't. That's funny. So, um, and yeah. it's really good um, in certain cases that you take a friend. Yeah, yeah. That you really know you can travel well together because you've done it. Oh yeah, th- th- that's really important. Yeah, I think yeah too. You can go alone, but it, it's not really nice to have a good friend with you during these times. Yeah, because on uh, as I said, all my adventure ones, real adventure ones, I've been the only American. I mean, actually, I like that because I like the international. Yeah. Mix. yeah. Uh-huh. But some people would feel more comfortable having one American. Yeah. And the ones I've had Canadians, they're basically American. And we had the same TV shows and, and yeah. a lot of cases. And, yeah. And same kind of food. And so they're similar and so um, very close. And yeah. so we hung around each other maybe a little more than the others, but not really because you're, I don't want to say forced, but... Um, for survival, as I mentioned a little earlier, uh, everybody becomes very close. Yeah. And so, okay. yeah, buy adventure travel and make sure you plan ahead and get a great company. And if you have any questions, yeah, email us at travelbyshow.com. Yeah. Um, yeah. And um, we can help you out. Okay. Or call travel advice or email travel advice or whatever you need to do. Yeah. But make sure you get the great company and make sure a company to do it with and that you uh, choose the destination that you really want to go to because in many cases, as I say, you can get bitten by poison snakes, you can get malaria, you can get dysentery, right. you can be in revolutions, you can have all kinds of <laughs> things happen to you. A war going on. And depending yeah. on where you're going and what's happening, can, things can happen quickly. Yeah. Okay. 
Okay, Jerry. Well, well thanks a lot. And uh, yeah, we'll look forward uh, to the next show and, and, and stay tuned and, and subscribe to our shows and we, you'll get some great travel advice around the world. Okay. All right. <laughs>